1: Hello and welcome to Sexy Charlie and Nina. How are you doing? Yeah, you're doing good. Very well. <laughs> who will we joined by today? Today
2: we've got Leanne Cordingly, who is a clinical sexologist, sex coach, women's pleasure advocate, and digital women's top forty women to watch in twenty twenty one. That's who we've got today. That's How me. are you? <laughs> I'm well,
3: i'm well, I've had a bit of a cold, so you've got sexy phlegm voice today, which is lovely. Um. I'm all right, thank you. have been busy this morning. Yeah. What
1: have you been doing?
3: I have been talking to just under 100 year 12s, which they're about 17, eight, 60, about sex. Um, yeah. So lots of, uh, lots of words thrown around that I never expected to say in a school assembly. <laughs> yeah.
2: What words have you been saying today? I'd love a little insight into the sort of things that you talk to young people yeah. about.
3: Beef curtains, um, (laughs) custard launcher, which I learned the other day and was hilarious. Uh, Beef curtains, custard launcher, dick. Um, What else do I say?
2: Custard launcher. Yeah,
3: it's great, isn't it? Great. What the fuck is that? Um, It's another word for dick, apparently.
2: Custard launcher. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, you're good. I'm like, oh,
3: not fussy.
2: Uh, but no, I was What Teenage at- girls are going for this when they're like, get your lips around this custard launcher? Because I can't imagine a wouldn't teenage imagine me. It. Yeah, no. I would not
3: imagine teenage girls going for that kind of shebang. No. Um, I, was, um, I was looking for synonyms for penises, synonyms for vulva, and stuff like that. You're like, what do you call yours? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I came across these delightful words and I thought, oh, I feel like I should share them. So I did. Um, got a few laughs. Which is good, because I had like a 100, um, they were, it was like, you know, mixed boys, girls, um, and everything in between. Um, and they were all just staring at me, like, you know, proper Kevin and Perry, like teenager, <laughs> like cringe. Yeah. Oh, my God, rolling eyes. I got some laughs out of them, so that was all right. So I think that if they're laughing, then there's going to be some information they're going to take in.
2: Yeah. Do you find that it is easier to... Um, connect with people when they're laughing about it because your Instagram is very full of like little jokes and characters. And do you think it's easier to get the information across when people are laughing about it?
3: I think so. Like, I, I, I totally think so. I don't know what your experience of um, sex education when you were at school. Oh God, dire next to nothing. But it was for me. It was all like really, really fear based. Yeah. Pregnant. Don't get an STI. Don't do this. Don't have sex outside of marriage. That kind of stuff, and all very, very fear based. Nothing about the fact that actually it's a lot of fun as long as you're healthy and you're looking after yourself. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, And I think because we had that kind of fear based education, maybe maybe our generation, definitely generations before, had that kind of take on it. Those kind of messages. Um, I think that's kind of brought around a lot of shame and a lot of guilt about, you know, well, I really like this, I really find this such a turn on, but I think I'm a bit weird because I think that, you know, Um, and I think a lot of um, shame messages could be just wiped out if we just start talking about it a little bit more. And let's face it, it's funny, right?
1: Yeah.
2: I funny. think, I
3: think so. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, it's funny, yeah. and yeah, it's a ve- it's a very serious, but it doesn't mean you can't laugh about it. Yeah,
2: no, exactly. um
3: And as I just said this morning, I use I will use the word queef as well, which no. is <laughs> German it? Yeah, German. and I just said if you're if you're in a tryst with someone, and you know there's trumpet up north, we say in I'm in Nottingham. Um, oh. <laughs> we don't really say farting here. Yeah. Um, I so said if you're in bed with somebody or if you're in a tryst with somebody and somebody trumps or somebody queefs, if you can't laugh with that person, then should you really be doing stuff with that person? Like, because it is funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so many people like feel ashamed. Like the moment something like that happens, they just think, oh, fuck. Because in your head, I think when you're younger, like you said, it's either something to be ashamed of. To enjoy something or even just sex in general that you have to be like absolutely perfect at it Mm -hmm. but that's not what sex is like at all and you just feel like an absolute weirdo and completely ashamed if you do like you know especially if certain sex positions make these funny noises happen more (laughs) don't they and I just think if you just enjoyed it rather than worrying that you're gonna like queef because you'd like bent over, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like you can enjoy it more, and then you know,
3: absolutely, and you're yes. spreading
1: that word, and that's great.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I do. So it, to going back to your question, I do think actually that people, um, you know, because it is something that we're not really used talking about so much. It's not particularly polite conversation historically, um, so I think if you're talking about it with somebody who can put you at ease, yeah and you know give you a giggle or you know it's okay it's almost like a permission giving exercise like these these people that I was talking to with this morning these young people like I don't think they were expecting to have a presenter in their school talking about these curtains and
2: yeah
3: you know but um I do think that you retain information differently if you're enjoying when you're learning it you know if you're just In somewhere, whether whether you're a young person or an or an adult, and a presentation, and someone's just reading from their slides, and then and then and then, and then. I think it, you, I don't know about you, I glaze over.
2: Yeah, you switch off, don't you? You just don't hear anything, and you need the information to get in there. I was actually saying this. I was doing the school run this morning, and one of the mums was like, "Oh, what are you doing today?" And I said, "Oh, we're." We're chatting to this woman and she was like, oh, my God, I couldn't I can't talk about sex. She said, I can't talk about it. And she's like 40. And um, and I was like, well, what? Why? Why can't you talk about it? She said, oh, it's just so embarrassing, isn't it? Like I just any any information that I got about sex was from people in my school. And then that was that. And then I've never spoken to it, spoken about it to anyone. Like in a friendship groups sort or of families or anything like that. And I find that so crazy. Um, but I mean, we've where we worked in the sex shop for so many years, we find a lot of things normal that perhaps other people wouldn't necessarily find that normal to talk about. But for a 40-year-old woman to say, oh, I cannot talk about sex, it's, it's quite worrying, I think.
3: I think so. And I think it's worrying for, um, for younger generations as well, you know, you know, whether you're a parent or not young people learn from what they observe, not so much what we tell them, but it's from what we observe and how, you know, especially about the way we talk about our own bodies. Um, they pick up those messages. Um, but I mean, you know, that lady you were just referencing, that's exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I, you know, my, in my other hat, I'm a yoga teacher, I've, I've taught yoga for over seven years, I've been on my own yoga mat for 22 years um, and you know in the, in, the, in the yoga world, I'm doing the RC air quote thing, uh, <laughs> in the yoga world we talk about holistic well-being um, but to me how can you talk about whole body wellness or whole body well-being if we're not talking about sexuality because it's such a huge huge part of who we are um because we all deserve we're we're all built to receive pleasure and we deserve that as well so you know the shame and the guilt and stuff that comes around it is isn't really about the sex it's about the messages that we've received
2: yeah
3: so i think sometimes we need to you know have permission to think about those things in a different way probably you guys really really um you know you've been living that you know working where you worked just normal to talk about
1: butt plugs and, cock rings and stuff, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you forget you forget like that it's not it makes people feel uncomfortable don't you I think you kind of you kind of start off feeling uncomfortable yourself and then you very quick quickly get comfortable with saying certain things like cock ring <laughs> clit stimulator <laughs> yeah. whatever all, all of the words and then you forget don't you that other people might not want you to be like oh, Kirsty, have we got any butt plugs in stock yeah. across the shop? And then you kind of come back around to realising that people, you know, are still – so you have to ease people into it, yeah, don't you? But it's so – it's like it, we really are, like, on the minority, I think, like me, Nina, and you, where we feel comfortable talking about that. Like, adults just
2: – It's a real shocker yeah. for some people, isn't yeah. it? Like, people go – I can't believe, can't believe you're saying that. And you just think, why can't you believe I'm saying it? Doesn't everyone talk like this? And you, Like you say, it becomes so normal and you don't realise that it's not normal for everyone. Well, yeah. Yeah. I
3: was in a, I was in a bit of a, a discussion on LinkedIn the other day. Um, Somebody had posted that their, their five or six year old had uh, asked where babies had come from. I mean, to me, you know, if a child's old enough to ask some semblance of a, uh, ask a question, yeah. they're old enough to deserve some semblance of an answer. Maybe not the whole truth, but, you know, you know, parents and caregivers know their child the best. So this engagement that was going on, this, this guy kind of responded and said, um, uh, if I'd have fallen over and hurt my arm or my elbow, I'd have gone straight to the school nurse. But if I'd have hurt my, what did he call it? definitely not cast culture. To torture um, <laughs> <laughs> they might have hurt my down there bits would i have gone to school definitely not like but you might have really hurt yourself yeah you know? like and if we if you know talking about the down there bits like if we don't even have a name for them yeah we'll be ashamed of them and actually one of the um, one of the main nerves goes from the genitals to the brain the pudendum nerve pedendal nerve i get this word wrong all the time forgive me comes from a latin word that means to shame oh. um, which is terrible right yeah um like boys and their genitals they're all out there for all to see they wiggle the jiggle all over the place but girl stuff is all tucked underneath so you know just even biologically we're like if we can't we can't see it because you know it's hidden and you know given these latin names by these very clever stuffy old men um then you know for shame it means and why like, yeah I just think it's time that we change it. Like
2: yeah, absolutely. Let's tell everyone
1: about yeah. vaginas. Yeah. I mean we <laughs> we create life. Like, do you know what I mean? Like why why are you ashamed of that? Like your period is like yeah. moon blood that creates life. Like yeah tell everyone that you're on your period.
3: You know
1: <laughs> <you get>?
3: yeah, <laughs> like, I'm all over that totally all over that yeah. like, i've given like presentations and like education stuff out about periods as yeah. well but
2: like, yeah. it's still so much shame about periods like it, it's mad to me that when i was in school if so, i would i would have done anything to stop anyone hearing like the rustle of a tampon packet and you just think that's fucking mental yeah. But in my house, it was a very like, it was shameful. You don't you didn't speak about it. It was kind of like one of those things that was like, oh great, now like I'm a fucking dog on heat. Oh great. We've got to keep away from the other dogs. Like
1: Yeah, that's it if was, anyone was, even acknowledged the yeah. fact that you were. It was yeah. like, oh, you're on your period now. Go and be quiet. Yeah. Go and sit in your room and stay in there for five to seven days and just zip.
2: It's mad. Isn't your it? little Hell. Mouth. And and that's how that's how everyone really uh, well everyone that I knew was living ha- having their periods and you didn't speak about it and even the other day my mum said something like mental to me and uh she said um it was about my sister <laughs> having sex with uh, someone while she was on her period right so she told my mum this um I don't know why um and she went well Nina I'd I don't know, call me old fashioned, but I just think that that's something that should be saved. It's only something that you do with your husband. You, you'd only ever have sex with your husband when you're on your period. And I was like, you fucking mental. Because one, she shouldn't have to marry anyone. And two, men will still bang you. So I just think go for it. But she was like, She thought it, she felt that it was so shameful and embarrassing that she wouldn't have been able to do that. And my mum is unmarried. She's never been married. So, Jackie, what are you chatting (laughs) shit about? Um, And yeah, but her stance on it. And I was like, get with the program, mum. Like, women don't get put in like a little fucking hut anymore to like go and just be away from all the men. Don't bring shame to this household whilst you're on your period. But that's, it's still, sort of like that but I talked to my daughter who's four about periods um because she's like what's going on here and I'm not going to lie to her about it
3: high five you honestly high five you I know somebody um, um who we, we were chatting recently and she said, all oh, just need to ask you something her her daughter was nine and her and had started a period um and I and I know she was saying oh well, you know it's quite young but actually children do start periods younger now. I started my own period about nine, I think. yeah um, And you know, different ways um of kind of helping her with it. Um, and it. And it's unusual to think that some people wouldn't know anything about periods. But like when I started my period, you know, no, well, I'm ancient now, but uh, when I started my period, I knew nothing about it. I honestly thought, I mean no shame on my mum, but she thought she's sort of too young to know.
2: Um,
3: yeah. But I thought I was dying. I I thought I was dying. Didn't know what was going on. So we don't talk about things. How do
1: we? Yeah.
3: What to know? Yeah. They're children. They're young people. They're not stupid.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You've got to tell kids. I've got a son and a daughter. They're both teenagers now. But from the get go, I was just like, yeah. Yeah, that's called a period. And that's what women have. And that's what we need so we can create life yeah I so, like love both it. of them and then that was the end of that do you know what I mean that was kind of with my son it was like kind of the end of it and then every now and then he'd be like oh having a period <laughs> but just when like yeah. not in a sarcastic way <laughs> not in me snapping at him way but in a like rustling to get a tampon kind of way he was just like oh okay oh you're having a period aren't you yeah yeah I am and
3: oh, you?
1: yeah and I just like I can't I don't want them growing up thinking anything covered that that's like so natural to happen it's so it's so weird isn't it to think that people are ashamed of their own bodies in that way
3: 50% of the population have a uterus yeah at some point like that's the fact
1: yeah yeah well you're into like spiritualism and well-being aren't you and with your yoga and stuff but we discovered something the other day which I've never seen before. But have you ever seen a um, Sheila Nagig? Oh
2: yeah. What's that?
1: It's like a. <laughs> it's a, an ancient, um, like, I don't know what, what. was she like? A like deity or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like a deity, and she's depicted um, with a like a big labia and vulva so it's oh, like a,
3: I, know, I know the image that you
1: made. Yeah, yeah yeah and we discovered that the other day and i was like oh my god and the, yeah all the catholics went down and like ripping them all off of everything didn't they and yeah. um, so they kind of um sort of got forgotten about but that was like a celebration of women like back in like when paganism was the big the big thing before the catholics kind of took over and i just i need to i want to get back to that i want that symbol back everywhere yeah sheila
3: the celebration of fertility wasn't it mm, yeah. yeah creativity and life so i think a lot of them um, yeah before before like catholicism and, and religion had like such big influence i think it was more um celebrated about femininity and womanhood you know we used to once a month we would go into a tent and we would go into a red tent we would all have periods and bleed together with our with our mums with our sisters with our cousins with our aunties and you know they would deal with the women's things Mm. Um, like you know the childbirth and period pains yeah even you know probably not quite so much menopause because people wouldn't have lived quite as um to, to this kind of menopausal age I wouldn't imagine then um but there's something really powerful about that And it's my understanding that, um, you know, women going off into a red tent once a month probably instilled quite a lot of like, "Mm, what are they going on about? What what are we missing out on? Because they're all there. (laughs) They're talking about all this mysticism and, you you know, so many um so many lessons passed down you know from like grandmother to mother to daughter whatever you know what herbs to use during childbirth or what herbs to you know to steep in tea when you've got a period pain you know turned them into witches well oh, let's burn them yeah
2: like, you
3: know that you know, herbalism. <laughs> herbalism can't at the basis for you know i suppose basis for modern medicine we are going back that way now aren't we i take hey, herbal supplements and stuff for reasons yeah. and whatnot yeah, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm absolutely all for that. But I think there's a there is a danger of kind of like really um kind of demonizing men about it as well, which is not really okay. Like I think that you know, if we're gonna draw a line and go forward if we if we're equals, which we are, um what am I what what do my son call it? Second second wave feminism or something about women who hate men
2: and uh me, yeah. like. Well, they've been shielded from education, the same as we have been shielded from education about our bodies, and is very generational. This like thing that's passed down. So, the, the men that I know that have children, um, they know everything they know about being men and parenting and families from their own parents, and so they don't get they don't get told about things either. And there's got to be like a stop where we go, right, everyone needs to know this. It's not just women. Men have got to know. And that should be with anything to do with your bodies, as well as like sex and, you know, anything biological, because you just don't know. And even of our age group, when we were given sex education, it was like you said, it was fear. And it was the, the least sexiest thing I've ever witnessed. And I was like, I'm probably not going to do that. I don't. Yeah,
3: definitely like Or yeah,
2: yeah. It just looked I mean, gross. I mean, the guy on the video was like not bangable at all. And I was, and I just think if that's what's out there, I'm not, I'm like, I won't have that. Yeah,
1: that's why it's so important what you're doing because because the age groups that you're going to talk to still have a fighting chance of changing their opinions on how they view women and how they view sex um, and how they view periods. Because I think once they turn into men, they're kind of like set in their ways. Like it's really hard to sit a man down and have a conversation and make them feel differently about all of that. Same with like, same with women really as well. Like, like it's, it, it took me ages to kind of stop feeling ashamed about sex and, my own body like it's it's an ongoing process really if I'm being completely honest and so what you do must be really rewarding that you can just go in and just be that for people where their parents might not be at that level yet so they they've got a fighting chance really with someone like you going around
3: yeah absolutely and I want to talk to those people as well because there are people who um you know they'll want their I, I don't want my child, I've got two boys. I don't want my boys learning about sex from graffiti, from porn. Not that there's anything wrong with porn, but I don't want, any, I don't want them learning that stuff that's important from, you know, from the mates, from behind the bike sheds, from yeah. graffiti, from, um, from films and stuff like that. Because, you know, there's a lot of misinformation about that. You know, even talking about porn films, well, a woman's vagina, sorry, a woman's vulva looks like this no it actually doesn't um and like men are short change of it as well because like if you look at porn films they've all got six packs they've all got custard launches like that and like you know it's shortchanging all of us mm, so I don't yeah. think wrong with porn and um, but I just I would just much rather my children have access to factual information rather than the hearsay like oh my mate did this so you know we should probably be doing this so there are parents who want their children to have that information because i i want my i i want my boys to to be healthy happy adults and to enjoy healthy happy sex lives like my boys are 17 and 12 and i know they're gonna fucking cringe when they know that i'm talking about them but yeah that's (laughs) what we talk about here you know we're positive in this house um and so yeah, I do see it's really important, but not just. Uh, sorry, I was going around the houses there. Not just talking with the kids, but I want to help the parents as well. Mm, like, yeah, talk to the parents so that you know, because it's going to be far more valuable coming from a parent who's or, or a caregiver um, who already knows that child and then knows what, what what information they already have access to information
1: they already know well their parents are on tap aren't they like you can go in and give your education to them and then I mean the way schools still are I don't know if it's different from where you go um, and do your talks but you'll have one talk in your whole school life and then that's the end of it I don't know if you do like a weekly thing or anything like that or if it is still just a one-off thing
3: um, the, the the curriculum changed very recently. I think it was just before COVID. I think. can't remember. Um, but so instead of it being, it's like a, it's like an ongoing. Um, I think it's a whole term of PSHE that goes into, and it's not just about sex; it's about relationships as well, emo- like the emotional dynamics yeah, of the relationship. Okay. Um, but the teachers are only going to be able to deliver that to the capacity of their own emotional comfort. Talking about yeah. it, because yeah, mm-hmm. these teachers they've studied geography. you know they're an amazing (laughs) historian or whatever but you know um so it is is really important but they have a whole term of it and it's a little bit it's a lot more broad um in there um so it's not just it's not just mechanics you know this goes there that goes there
1: Mm. this uh, is how you put a condom on a banana.
3: I'm I feel I feel like I've like missed out. I'm 45 years old and I've never put a condom on a banana, so I might do that after this call.
2: Oh yeah, you should we could have done it together. We have condoms. Yeah,
1: we've actually oh, got little condoms with our face on it.
2: Oh that is amazing.
1: They're cool, aren't they? yeah, um, yeah. yeah so we're just like making it rain with, yeah. with Johnny's. <laughs> right, so Let's move on because we ask all of our guests a set of questions that we sent to you.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. We want to know about your sex yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Where's my page? I'm to
3: have, I might have to that to protect the innocent one.
2: Well, I mean, if they deserve to be named, then you are welcome to name them. Well, uh, we haven't. Uh, We haven't got to the point where we know how to beep things out. So you can just beep it yourself. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or if you're like us, pretend like you're not going to say their name or try not to say their name. And then halfway through, you will be like, yeah. And then John
1: did this. And it was fucking so awkward. So, yeah, that's me that does that every time. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, what is the worst sex you've ever had? Oh,
3: now I was thinking about this on my way, um, on my way to sit up to my desk this morning, um, yeah. So, uh, worst sex, um, well, I wasn't shitting in a field. Like yeah. <laughs> Proper laughter, that. Um, right, um, right, okay. So, um, exploring the world of threesomes,
2: yeah. Mm. So, oh no, not another one. You're killing the fantasy for me. Oh,
1: really?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh because I I have this idea of like being absolutely adored and worshipped by two like hunky men um but every time someone shares their threesome experience it is the absolute opposite of anything I can imagine okay okay well this is this is no exception
3: (laughs) yeah no this so well actually um it was it was with another couple um and um we'd gone over there and we'd had had drinks and stuff and he the, the other guy had got out some got out joint not it's not my bag I don't I don't like it and um, he ended up turning green um, mm-hmm. and you know when you know someone's gonna be sick mm-hmm. like you can hear it gurgle like nothing okay. was nothing was happening we were just sat around the door. okay but we were talking and then we were like are you, are you right like but, what but you could hear this gurgle I was like. Mm. it's going to go all over me because I'm sitting opposite him um, and <laughs> he used himself um and then um there was activity with with her um and she was kind of more into me than my partner and you know fine um but she started hitting me proper proper hitting me now I'm all up for a bit of BDSM I do like a bit of kink but she was hitting me and it was really fucking
2: well you have to ask as well and like no one wants to be like beaten to a pulp there's a difference between like little tap isn't there than uh, like a full-on whack
1: yeah and start with a little tap yeah if you're gonna go into full-on start with a little tap you can't just go
2: <laughs> no
3: little tap it was proper like belting my ass and I was like ow, <laughs> no. ow. Um, yeah um and then um same evening same evening um i am not gonna mention this person's name um but i think she had a problem with knowing where the clitoris was as well like or someone else's you know like it's different like you know where your own clitoris is mm. yeah yeah like that's that's at that angle. Turn
2: your hand around to that angle and you can't quite get... Does that make sense? No, I've, I've got a problem with this um, because I saw um, the other day we posted it on our um, socials. Uh, someone was going around with a picture of um, a vagina like in its entirety. So the vulva, clitoris, everything. And they were asking men where the clitoris was. And I thought... I've heard it before when they say, I'm begging can't find the clitoris, but I thought that they were just getting it wrong and they meant the G-spot because for me, like, the clitoris is just there. It's, like, in the same position everywhere.
1: I always thought the clitoris was in the same place on everyone. Yeah, Yeah. so did
2: I. Um, And so I thought when they're saying clitoris, I think they mean G-spot because there's no way that men are missing a clitoris. But I think it might be an angle thing. You think it's an angle thing? thing. It was worrying these guys pointing at this diagram because I was just like, "You aren't qualified for this."
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it was. I think it's an angle thing. Okay,
2: Um, because
3: yeah, like, and you know, with different different clitoris, you know, they they protrude in different ways. Yeah. So the glands of the clitoris. I'm geeking, and that's. (laughs) But the glands of the clitoris will come out in like, you know, slightly different ways because I don't know if you're familiar with the work of Emily Nagowski, but she talks about everybody's made of the same parts, but we're just organised in different ways. Yeah. No two sets of genitals are the same. Yeah. So mm. perhaps the clitoris, the hood of the clitoris and the glands of the clitoris were just slightly not what that person was familiar with.
0: Selling a little or a lot?
3: In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedincom
1: spoken today.
2: Perhaps you kind Maybe. of think that women would know more about it.
3: Yeah, exactly what
2: I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And if you've ever been with like a guy or to anyone, if you've ever been with anyone who doesn't know their way around a a woman's body, you're like, you know, you, you just think it's just, it's just all there and you know, what's what's good and what's not. So you just assume that another woman would know what's good and what's not. I know it's different. What's good and what's not is different for everyone. But like generally You kind of want it all going on in the same area, don't you?
1: I've never been with a woman, but I'd like to think that if I was, that I would be really good because I know what's good for me. And I just think I would know what's good for a woman.
2: And that's how (laughs) men think.
1: (laughs) I know what's best for you. (laughs) But based on me yeah. being a woman or myself. some sort of, like, knowledge, yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about how to please a man, like, nothing. <laughs> I don't think.
3: Well, that's the thing, because everybody enjoys different sensations. Like, you you must have seen, like, you know, you probably had, you know, there was probably bestsellers in, mm, in yeah, probably bestsellers, um, but wouldn't have been the only thing. No. Would it? Like, so different toys for different sensations. Yeah. And, And whatnot. So I suppose everybody gets off on different things.
1: Yeah, but in general, clit stimulation is the thing. Do you know what I mean? You'd very like you'd have like a dildo on its own without like the clit bit on it. But that's not really used for women on their own. If you know what I mean. So it'd be used as like a sex toy with your partner or yeah or whatever. But in general, clit stimulation. Is the thing that you do to a woman to, yeah, like make them come? So I don't know how people aren't knowing.
3: Yeah, I th- yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe she thought I was a horse or something. The way she was <laughs> <like> whipping me. <laughs> <laughs> she was expecting different anatomy or something. I don't know. Oh, so I don't God. know. But yeah, I was kind of. It wasn't like um, it was a kind of. It was a, it was a dalliance, and it was a like. Mm, when's the taxi coming? Oh. When's it?
1: here time to go let's go yeah oh that's awkward that's awkward so uh,
3: on the flip side nina it's not all bad
1: i was gonna say did you try and have another couples encounter mm. and a successful one yeah yeah
2: it's fun there goes so so it wasn't yeah. that bad that you wouldn't do it again
3: at all no and the, the, that that particular dynamic, no. Um, yeah no, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's very different. Um and what we were talking about earlier on about um, you know, if you can't laugh with someone, um then you shouldn't really be doing stuff. Um but what um what we kind of find is that, excuse me, is that there's a lot more laughing in it. Like it seems like to me, it seems like there's not really a sexy, sexy threesome. It's a laugh and it's fun, you oh, know. What okay. You now, looking, like um, I suppose it's you know it's kind of like specific to our dynamic, but um, it's more laughing and joking and
1: like any other activity that you might do, like going out for dinner yeah. or yeah, going to cinema, just going for a fuck.
2: Yeah, going to cinema, going down. Who wants like it? Yeah. Um, yeah oh maybe I'm maybe I'm hyping it up in my head to be this thing that it's not actually meant to be maybe I will be disappointed because I've made it something that isn't a thing
3: well there's something nice about fantasy isn't there
2: yes a lot of things that I think of I think should remain firmly in fantasy because they logistically are not a thing that I want mm. to deal with in real life
1: yeah.
3: yeah I love that though like I was having a conversation with somebody um at a networking meeting the other month that you know you know at what point should you should you turn that fantasy into a reality because it's kind of like the red pill or the blue pill isn't it yeah it's done, it's done and especially if it does happen to involve another person then it's kind of you know it might it might just be like a fantasy of a different sex toy or or whatever but you know it's kind of a red pill blue pill situation I I think um and I think it's great that you, you, that you know, if you have some fantasies that, you know, are really great for you, knowing that, yeah, no, I'm happy for them to stay on that shelf.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. You don't your <laughs> fantasies ruined with reality. No.
3: Yeah, it's like having your, having your idea of your Mr. Right or your Mrs. Right or your in-between Right or whatever, and then, you know, meeting them and going out for dinner with them and they eat like a pig or something, like it's ruined. Oh, I mm. fancy ages and like oh god yeah
2: that's happened
1: didn't it yeah well one of my friends actually said when I asked them this question they said like the worst sex they ever had was with someone that they had known for years that they thought was like this like beautiful perfect woman and the sex was going to be so fucking good because she's so hot and he really really fancied her and then like years later went out on a day ended up sleeping with her and it was the most disappointing like like just not what he thought it was going to be um and yeah he's I know he said that was one of the worst experiences he'd ever had and I just thought yeah don't yeah don't people will disappoint you so yeah completely completely get that don't
2: meet your heroes yeah that's what I was looking for
3: not eat like a pig (laughs) wasn't it don't Don't meet your heroes that seems a lot more logical yeah
1: (laughs) Okay, Um. what's your most embarrassing sex moment?
3: Ooh, Oh. right, okay. Uh, with my first boyfriend, like many, many moons ago, when I was 15, I hadn't been with him for very long. Um, and, um, well, no, I ha- actually I had been with him for very long, um, but we hadn't long been having sex. So I think I was with him about two years before we stopped having sex with my first boyfriend. And we did have period sex. Um, and so I was on my pill, had terrible period pains, Don't know why I'm feeling the need to justify that, but here we go, here we are. (laughs) Um, So I was on the pill. I'd been with this boy for a couple of years and we'd started having sex. had period sex. Um, It was very nice, it was lovely. Um, And then the next time um, I went to his house, I'd slept over, I'd slept over. Um, And I went to his house and I walked into the living room and his mum had a carrier bag of sheets from his bed um, and she just... Threw the carry bag of sheets at me. So how disgusting I was! And she had two daughters, and they've never, they've never bled like that on the sheets. It wasn't. I, I didn't want. I didn't want. To, it was the wrong time to say. It wasn't just my blood. It was your son's semen as well. It was the wrong time to say that. So I, I did it <laughs> Launched this carrier bag of oh bloody sheets at me oh as a 15 like year old girl, and I was absolutely mortified. Absolutely mortified. Um. And so was he. Like, he was, like, 18, 19-year-old boy. He was absolutely, like, just horrified. He didn't know what to do with this situation.
2: Who so treats young women like that? A what woman, sort of woman treating a young woman young like, like that. That is, that is horrifying. Like I'm really sorry that that happened to you. I mm. you know i have nothing to do with her, but that is fucking awful. Mm. She was she was a little bit of a dragon. However, um, that I'm, I'm a real
3: believer in things, shitty situations being a lesson. Mm. Um, and that's really that's that's been an important lesson to me about menstruation because it's not dirty.
2: Yeah.
3: So, thanks for that, Mrs. Bleep.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just say L. her fucking yeah. name, yeah. evil witch. You <laughs> know,
1: that is horrifying. That is yeah. What yeah. awful, awful thing to do to someone.
3: Yeah, and it's like that's like stayed for me for like thirty years. I can still
2: remember that that oh feeling, name that like. I'm like, oh, no shit, I wanna cry and that that it didn't yeah. happen to me. That's fucking
1: horrible. That is fucking horrible. Yeah. Don't yeah. ever do that if you're listening, do not ever do that. Yeah. please that's horrible.
2: And, and listen, love as well. your daughters, they're bleeding like that and they they're probably up to worse things because you're so close-minded yeah. that you can't fucking have a conversation with them.
1: Well, they're definitely bleeding all over their sheets. they're just probably like, Desperately trying to hide it They're probably driving themselves Absolutely yeah, fucking can you, mad can you Trying you to hide you that
2: as a lesson To mm-hmm. someone who lives outside your house Like Even when your mum Like Treats you like shit At least you know It stays contained within your home So no one else knows What massive cunt they are Like But to do that To someone who doesn't live in your house Oh my god I Yeah can't. Fucking hell Yeah
3: That was a gem That was a gem That oh, was a gem Oh my god what? It's,
2: it's sex Couldn't it
1: yeah, it could have been shit all over your sheets, love Yeah Should be counting your blessings, it's just period blood
2: Yeah, because people are puking and shitting and jizzing on everything So fucking have a day off, will you? Yeah Oh my god, that
1: is awful Okay, right, what's your (laughs) sexiest song? Oh,
3: I have so many I have a really great playlist
1: (gasps) Have you got a name for your playlist?
3: Uh, Yes, Welcome to My Dark (gasps) Oh,
2: Mm, yeah. Okay.
3: Like, okay. you were talking earlier on about like goddess kind of like that kind of getting back in touch with that mm-hmm. that's just me like a dark curtain dark curtains close the curtains make the room dark candles oh yeah loud music like you know sometimes it even starts on my yoga mat I'll make my room dark candles incense and I'll just, just you know when you have just like oh, just angry you feel angry yeah. and Dark. Um, so yeah, I created a play. It's called Welcome to My Dark. Um, and um, the one of the best songs, though, I think, two really great songs, both on the Fifty Shades soundtrack. You know um, the Annie Lennox. Um, oh yeah, I've lost it. Um, and what the other one's Beyonce's Crazy in Love.
2: Oh yeah. Okay.
3: But the Annie Lennox cover of the other song, I can't remember what that is called off the top of my head. I think they're great. I know. And, and Rihanna's the S and M.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good
3: one. Love it, love it, love it.
1: Oh yeah. I put a spell on you. Yeah. That's the
3: one. That's the one.
2: Yeah. Mm. Screaming Jay Hawkins. Yeah, it's yeah. not not got the same vibe. The original, was it?
3: <sighs> not really. No, not really.
2: <laughs> 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 oh fuck it out. Yeah, that's wicked. Uh, what made you feel The kinkiest person ever What
3: made me feel the kinkiest yeah.
2: person What have you done That's made you feel Like the kinkiest person ever Okay um, Being locked in a cage oh, With wow. a
3: blindfold
1: um, Oh yeah That's well kinky Yeah that
3: is Love a bit of kink Love it. kink yeah. mm.
1: Nice mm. Was that um, Are you Are you single now Are you with somebody no, I'm married. Oh, okay. So is that with the person you're married to? Yeah. 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 Good okay. choice.
2: I feel like you made a good choice there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, we, we,
2: we, we do have a lot.
1: Them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's very important, isn't it, that you're doing things like this with someone that you trust for safety reasons? Because things like this can go so wrong, can't they? You're
3: absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Like, yeah, we do, we do stuff um, that, that, he enjoys, and then the other stuff that I enjoy. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like a little bit of almost negotiations. We don't necessarily like both love the same stuff. Um, yeah. but we, you know, it's it's nice to try different things. I think you're right. I think you are to bring up the word um, with someone that you trust. Yeah, um, because that's what that's fundamentally what. Years ago, I used to at BDSM was all about you know kicking the shit out of someone just for someone to get the kicks and it's
2: yeah.
3: really not it's really not it's about trusting and like having that um having that trust to be completely vulnerable
2: yeah
3: um and you know it doesn't even have to be sexual like it's 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 a trust yeah put myself in your hands sometimes quite literally but I know I'm okay I'm like yeah. I'm okay
2: you well that's be- the thing isn't it with BDSM? Like. It's, it's so, it's, it's everywhere, isn't it? It's the, it's the latest thing. Um, it's been the latest thing for a while, heightened by 50 shades. Um, and my experiences of BDSM um, from my former life um, are just people hurting each other. And it's not, there's no, there must be, there must be a level of trust within the pairings. I used to do like promo work for like fetish clubs and things like that. And um, But a lot of it From an outsider's point of view Someone who wasn't joining in Who was just there serving drinks And just looking cute um, Was that people just getting hurt And I really just didn't like it And it scares me now When people are always on the dating apps Like looking for a submissive And I just think I don't want to be kicked the shit out of Mm. Don't do that to me So I just feel like I can't even dabble Because I'm scared that you're gonna get the wrong person, even if you, that you think you can trust them, and then they're gonna chain you to something and hurt you. Mm. That worries me.
3: Yeah, I mean, I have witnessed, I have witnessed in you know in in a, in a party a while ago. Um, I have witnessed, like a, there was a top and bottom, and I couldn't be in the same room. I was like, no, that doesn't feel okay for me. She yeah. was okay, he was okay they were fine they were cracking on I was like oh, I can't witness that because that's that's past a boundary of my own yeah and that's what's really important to, to know yourself <clears throat> to know what your what your nose are like your you know you know cliche but knowing your hard limits yeah your, and, and that doesn't just apply to BDSM of course it applies to everything yeah but knowing that that's not okay for me, so I'm going to move myself away from this situation.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And knowing that that person is going to be cool with you saying that as well because I, I think that's where the trust kind of comes into yeah. it um, and where, like, there's like a commercial BDSM, I think, where people have an, an idea of what they think it is and then there's the actual world of it like yeah. the legit world and like people that actually j- want to do those things for live sexual pleasure, a, a
2: lifestyle don't they mm. yeah,
1: li- yeah a lifestyle but like an actual like part of their sex life but mm. then you've got the people that are just kind of like i just want to like i just want to whip you and i just want to strangle you and if you get to the point where you're just like this is hurting they're just like oh yeah fucking you're not into this yeah. then yeah oh like yeah. shame you for Rejection. like yeah They're not being into it so yeah, i just those people shouldn't be in the
3: in in your in your playroom really
1: no. yeah and there's a lot of that and i think um a lot of that stems from like porn i think yes. where um, there's a lot of violent porn now and yeah. it's becoming common knowledge like you said children are learning like ha- like what pleases a woman through watching porn and where this violent porn is so it, it, it's everywhere it's the most common type of pornography that you can that you can find on the internet um and they're like they think that's what pleases a woman
3: mm-hmm. so there's
1: not like you know that oh, I don't even know I can't even remember where I was going with this at all yeah
3: misinformation and that's why it's really good to educate yourself about the things mm-hmm. that you do Literally, just saying this morning, you know, how can you how can you know what your no's are if you don't know what your yeses are?
2: Yeah,
3: mm. like you were saying earlier on that, you know, there are some things that you have a fantasy that you want to keep a fantasy, and they're your yes it's like that is my yes in on that shelf in that box, yeah. that box. But these things aren't okay, and I think it's really important to know your know yourself, and especially if you're in a relationship, it's very easy to get caught up with. Um, <clears throat> Okay, well, my partner wants to do X, Y, Z. I don't, but you know they do, so I'll do it. Um, there's there's a there's an imbalance there. Yeah. Mm. Um, and like even even like differing levels of libido. You know, a couple that might have been you know I've been married forever. You know, one of them may want to have sex more than the other person. just just naturally differing libidos because nobody's libido is ever going to be exactly matched.
2: Yeah, Um,
3: And then that person having sex with their partner, they don't want to, but keeping them happy.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, I'm going to get blue balls if I don't. That kind of, that kind of thing. So I think it is really important to know you.
1: Yeah. And to be comfortable with saying no. And I think that's a definitely a massive lesson for boys and girls is that girls should feel like they can say no and boys should accept no as no or, like, anything other than yes as no.
2: Yeah. I
1: think that's very important because if you're not sure, then it's no. Absolutely. And I think boys need to be educated yeah. in that as well.
2: Well, the amount of times we've had, like, experiences with people who are dating that are just going, oh, go on, just just the tip, is what i say. just the tip, or please, please, please let me go down on you please let me have sex with you and the thing is like if you if you peck away at something for long enough you eventually go oh god fine if it will shut you up but like it's only sort of a fairly recent thing for me in my adult years knowing that you can say no um, to things you don't actually want to do. And even if someone's saying please, you don't have to be gracious and say, oh, okay, then they shouldn't want to have sex with you if you are saying, I really don't want to, but if you keep on at me, then I will. Yeah, I
3: think we need to, you know, I'm just talking about a very generic thing that is for everybody, you know, educate mm. our children and ourselves. I really don't like to talk in terms of gender because, you know, it's, it's everybody, but I think we should be teaching our goals. How to say no, yeah, um, and boys. Um, and I think we should be teaching our boys and our girls how to hear no, yeah. Mm. Like, you know, when you know, like, um, a parent goes to a, a shop and the kid wants some sweets, no, 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 but she's got like a million things on her list, and I'm like, oh, all right, just go on, just. yeah. But so that's what we kind of because t- we're so busy sometimes, yeah. But it's really, really helpful to, to practice saying no. Yeah. and also awesome. to
2: practice hearing no yeah it's not always like, a rejection no isn't it like absolutely. i think people think that no is like a like a final it's like a no never yeah. and like you say about being in a shop like your mum if your mum says maybe i mean you kind of sort of know it's a no but it leaves it open doesn't it yeah. but if it's a definite no you know you are not getting that and i think yeah. that's why people take it so personally like a no can mean not now or like not at this stage that we're at but instead they'll go well fuck you then if you're not gonna have sex with me but
1: even if it is a no and it's final like that's okay like I think a lot of people feel feel like proper like rejected and like really shit about themselves because one person doesn't like them Do you know what I mean like but then just that's cold. Not everyone's going to like you. You don't like everyone else. Then meet yeah. someone else.
3: Yeah. There's a thing that I read. I can't remember whose words they are, so I can't claim them as my own. Uh, it's not a rejection. It's a redirection. Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. So, you know, yeah. Love that. I Love that. Anyway, moving on, because now we're talking about <laughs> rape. I <we> don't really <laughs> this is supposed to be light-hearted and fun but even though it's serious we've we've done that we've done that now okay so this is the last question okay um okay who is the worst person that you can think of and who is the sexiest person you can think of
3: oh do you know what you know those things that make you really uncomfortable i can't i, I the first one makes me really uncomfortable i can't think of the worst person like
2: i don't know just it doesn't right. even have to be like physically, it can be just a lot of people. And we said this the other day, and because so, someone had said to us, Oh, I can't think of anyone for the worst because everyone is great in their own way. And, you know, and, and that is true. Um, but then he quickly realized that there's lots of people he hates and then was able to list a few. Um, but most people pick like the likes of Boris Johnson because of the things that he stands for, not just because they find him physically unattractive. So it can be just someone who says things or does things you really don't agree with. A girl the other day said, um, or woman, sorry, said Putin. So, <laughs> okay. you know, it, it really can to, be anyone.
3: I might have to go with her then, because I really can't think of anybody that I really, really hate. Like, I can't. Like if there's anybody I don't like, I just stay away from them.
2: You're like, gonna get off this call, and then you're gonna think, "Oh fuck, I should have said them because I really do hate them." Mm.
3: Yeah, no, I'm not very. I'm, mm, yeah, okay. and as well, you know, similarly, I find it very hard to think of who's the sexiest person. I find that really hard too. Do you
1: have like I've got a top five celebrity crushes. So for me, I just pick whatever one, someone yeah. from that left.
3: I don't, I don't have a list either. I don't have oh. a list. Like, yeah, I, I don't. I don't have a list.
2: Oh,
3: oh. I know. I oh had this no. with someone the other day, and she said, "No, you must. You must have. You know, you need to have a celebrity." And I'm like, I mean, if I had to pick one, then probably David Beckham.
1: Oh, um, mm. always a good He one. just ages like a fucking fine wine yeah. as well, doesn't he?
3: so much nicer as he's as
2: he's
1: older Oh yeah
2: oh he's aged
3: very yeah I feel
1: like he's grown with me do you know what I mean because when I was younger I've really fancied him and I fancied people that age and that like that look and then as I've got older my like my opinions on men have changed and my like the standards that you hold them to (laughs) the beauty standards we hold men to yeah as, and my preferences have changed. He's kind of changed with is. that. And he's just timeless, isn't he? He knows what you want, he doesn't he, David Beckham? Sean
3: Connery went in his
2: oh.
3: he's like Well, not even too young. Like, you know, he's, he's always been very distinguished. Oh. And, um, and um, I'm going
2: ha- to have to say Jolo as well. Oh, I mm. mean, sh- she blows my mind. She blows my mind. And what gets me about J-Lo is, like, she she's a 10 out of 10, isn't she? She's got it all. And everyone's like, well, she's got personal trainers and she's got cooks and she's got this and she's got that. But the woman hasn't eaten a carb since
3: 1991. That's restraint, isn't
1: it? You've got to respect her for Just that. Dedication. She's putting in the work. Yeah. You can't be annoyed with J-Lo for looking like she looks if you're not going to stop eating the stuff that you're eating. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why I think so all respect for her. Yeah. And she's ever since I saw her in um have you seen Selena when she was Selena in that film? Mm. It was before she had an album. It was like the first thing that she ever did. No, I haven't. She played that. um Selena, um, the singer, um, in a, in the film Selena, and oh my god, her body, her her mm. face, her hair, everything.
2: In Hustlers. Have you seen Hustlers? Mm. Where she's in the 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 strip club, um, the head sh- stripper, can't mm-hmm. think what they're called. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Kind of, what's
3: the proper girl crushing going on here? Oh. Uh, she, yeah, she's oh. totally
2: just mm. Totally dreamy. Okay, well, that brings us to uh, the question that everyone wants to know. Um, so the worst person you can think of is Putin and the sexiest is... Uh, we'll go with J Lo for the sake of uh, diversity. Um, who would you have sex with, Putin, who is alive, or J Lo, who is freshly dead? <laughs> <laughs> she's only just dead,
3: so she's still
2: warm. She's already she's consented to it. You're there for that, so she knows that you're coming over. And it's gonna get freaky up in there. So she she already knows. So she said yes, but unfortunately, she has just croaked it at okay. that moment. Oh god, you're gonna send
3: me straight to hell, aren't you?
2: <laughs> We're all going to hell, Leanne.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, if I say J-Lo, I'm going straight to hell, but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it probably is a lot more fun in hell than, than the other places. Exactly. So. All
2: the best people are there. Yeah,
3: so okay. I mean, even if I just stroke her hair, you
2: know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so you've got to work out how what will be easier to live with yeah having sex with putin or having sex with dead jay though
2: you're mm. carrying that around with you i think oh god this is really
3: hard um, and <laughs> that's what she said yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have to be j as long as I knew that, you know, we'd had a conversation before. Yeah.
2: Right. We agree with you. It's an absolute no-brainer to have sex with a dead person.
1: Yeah, a hot dead person, yeah. Yeah,
2: 100%. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> There's no shame here, Leanne, don't worry. People might not even listen to this, so, you know, I won't worry about it too much. Is what we said when we first started podcasting and everyone listens to us
1: <laughs> oh, well I've absolutely thoroughly 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 enjoyed talking to you yeah I think you're awesome
2: really enjoyed it thank you for having me here yes hopefully you'll come back again and here with some more like sex facts because I think our listeners would be particularly interested in the ins and outs if you excuse the the pun but all that's your fun. links will be put up so they can find you and they can have a little
1: peruse at their leisure that'd be wonderful
3: that'd be yes. wonderful yeah thanks ever so much for having me I've like I've really enjoyed it it's been a really lovely conversation good
1: it's so lovely to meet you and I love your Instagram I love your little granny character oh Doris. that's oh so boy. funny
2: she's
3: <laughs> I've
2: got one in the pipeline, actually. There's nothing to do with (laughs) J-Lo. Why isn't it to do with dead (laughs) J-Lo? You need to broaden your horizons, girl.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, thank you. And we will see you soon. Yeah. Yeah. Care. Bye.